The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Solutions and Strategies with Dr. Sean, Living the Challenge. Our program is designed to offer solutions to those individuals with exceptional needs, plus families, professionals, and educators. Dr. Sean and his guests will share ideas that you can begin using immediately in order to promote a harmonious relationship and move forward. Now, here is your host, Dr. Sean Surface. Well, good morning, my Voice America listeners. So happy you joined us this morning. I'm actually coming from you live in Mendocino, California, which is about three hours north of San Francisco. Um, I live in the Southern California area, but came up here for some work and was actually, I'm in the middle of the woods, so we were hoping for good weather and good internet to continue. Um, And so far we've had both. I'm very excited about today's show. Today we'll have with us David and Jody Liston of Stadium Fitness in Pasadena, California to talk about their organization and how it helps youngsters with disabilities to get and stay healthy. I'm, I'm so really excited about this because it, and if, if you'd like to call in later in the show and ask them or myself any questions, you can call one 866 472 and we'll get you on to ask some questions or give us some of your thoughts. Um, exercise and recreation is so important for all of us. We all need to keep our mind, body, and spirits healthy. And we need to help people with disabilities to have access and opportunity to interact in exercise programs and in social activities that will increase quality of life. So often, the opportunities or supports to engage in such activities are just not there. And so the individual with the disability doesn't really get a chance to engage. Um, It's so wonderful that organizations such as Stadium Fitness do make access possible. Very often our kiddos with disabilities don't don't play outside with friends or, or even get a chance to engage in any kind of sports activities. In some locations, there are groups such as Challenger Baseball and Challenger Basketball and Challenger football teams that are designed to support various disabilities. It's so important as it gets out stress. It increases the cardiovascular system and makes people and kids feel good about themselves. It's very, very important to get the exercise out there into our individuals with disabilities because they don't get a chance and too often their health is highly affected. One of the most difficult things for people with developmental disabilities is is to know how to use their downtime. Time when they're not engaged at school, not in the community, as none of us should be couch potatoes. It's really easy for some to slip into a rut of inactivity. So there are ideas out there for individuals with disabilities to get healthier, 
to have the access. Um, Laura Nicholson wrote a article called Disabled People Diet and Exercise. And she said a disabled person is considered anyone who has a physical limitation that makes it difficult to work or perform activities of daily living. According to the American Association on Health and Disability, this can include sensory deprivation such as blindness or deafness, spinal cord injuries, traumatic brain injury, developmental limitations like cerebral palsy or mental retardation, stroke, or another severe adult onset disease. To maintain health and wellness, diet and exercise should be included in in your treatment and in prevention. Some of the problems that you see. If you are disabled, you know it could be tough to get around. Being sedentary can cause many health-related problems. Being physically inactive puts you at risk for secondary health-related issues, such as high blood pressure or diabetes. According to the American Association on Health and Disability, some secondary health issues that a disabled person might be susceptible to are asthma, cancer, coronary artery disease, diabetes, depression, hypertension, obesity, transient attacks, stroke, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, heart failure, and seizures. Exercise. Exercise is extremely important if you have a disability. For some, it can prevent the disability from becoming worse. For others, it can prevent a secondary disease from developing. For example, a study published in the journal Multiple Sclerosis in 2004 by Anders Romberg evaluated the correlation between exercise capacity and disability. The results show that the disability directly related to exercise capacity. Even with people who are ambulatory, exercise should be used to improve cardiovascular health. Another study published in the Journal of American Medical Association by Yvette Weil and her colleagues in 2002 studied the prevalence of obesity in people with disability. The study found that the obesity is prevalent in people with sensory and physical or mental disabilities and exercise should be used to co- combat it. So often our friends with disabilities want to get out and about. They don't have the transportation, they don't have access to a program, they don't have a place to go, they don't have somebody to support them, maybe they need in-home health services or support services in order to be able to access these things. Access transportation may or may not take them. So it's very, very difficult to get the person to the program. A good program should emphasize aerobic and resistive balance and flexibility training. Aerobic exercise should be done most of the days of the week in total about 30 minutes. If you are deconditioned, you may exercise for bouts of 5 to 10 minutes until they total up to 30 minutes. Intensity should be as tolerated and increased as it feels, as it feels easier to do. Muscular strength should emphasize working large functional muscle, muscles. These include leg and back and arm and chest muscles. Exercises should be done two to three days per week with a day of rest between. Perform exercises for one to two sets of five to ten repetitions or or ten to fifteen repetitions. Flexibility can be done daily. Now we know that when we exercise the next day, we're going to feel a little sore. And if that's the case and the person is turned off by the exercise idea because they feel too sore, don't do too much at once. Do a little bit at a time, slowly getting used to, doing functional kind of exercises, taking walks, doing stuff around the house, doing stuff in the garden, in the yard, you know, things that are going to allow 
people to get out and about, get some sunshine, and be able to get some exercise in. Um, flexibility can be done daily. It's used to maintain a range of motions of working muscles and joints, perform at least four repetitions of, of, of per muscle, emphasizing similar muscles that you work during resistance training. So one thing you can do too is just literally just tighten your arms and loosen your arms and tighten your arms for 10 seconds and loosen your arm and do the same thing. Tighten the muscles in your legs. Release the muscles in your legs. It's like a progressive muscle relaxation, but it allows for those muscles to to work. And be sure to hold on to stretches, you know, and get into that pain-free range of only 10 to 15 seconds of it. It should be noted that most exercises can be altered to help somebody that's in a wheelchair. Nutrition is really important, and malnutrition occurs for several reasons. Shopping for, for and preparing foods can feel like daily work if you're disabled and deconditioned. Special care should be given to maintaining proper nutrition. In a study in the journal Gerontology in 2000 by Giovanni Zuoleni and colleagues, nutrition in older disabled persons was analyzed, and this study found that malnutrition can be a predictor in worsening the disability. Therefore, nutrition should be assessed and maintained on an ongoing basis. You've got to make sure that people are getting the foods that they need, you know, and the healthy foods that they need. Healthy food is in the form of dairy, fruit, vegetables, whole grains, should be the top of our grocery list if you're disabled. You know, I was working with a kiddo the other day with autism, and he was telling me all about different food groups and telling me that the milk was in the dairy group and meat and cow was in the meat group, and he, he knew his different food groups. And it was really cool that his parents were already going over with him different types of foods and different things that your body needs. A study published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition in 2005 by Denise Houston evaluated the effects of health of a healthy diet on disabilities. This study concluded that intakes of healthy foods like dairy, fruits, vegetables help decrease functional limitations in people with disabilities. So it's really important to get the right amount of exercise in there and the right nutrition. Now, activities for adults with developmental disabilities. Amber Kiefer wrote a great article, Just it was just updated last month or a couple months ago in February. Adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities, IDD, face many challenges. Although some are able to work and be relatively self-sufficient, others require some guidance, supervision, and care. Recreation and leisure activities, particularly those that foster social bonds and friendships, are critical to support and the quality of life for people with IDD. Several activities can help adults with IDD socialize, express their feelings, and stay healthier. These activities are most successful when tailored to a person's skills and abilities. Physical activity. Exercise and physical activity can help adults with IDD reach their potential both physically and mentally. You know, all of our stress cells stay in our body until we utilize them. And remember I was talking about that bed terminalis a couple weeks ago. The idea that your brain stays on alert for any possible problems that may occur. And by going getting some exercise, you allow those stress cells to be released. Um, swimming, dance, exercise classes, bowling, a team sport are, are activities that can be fun and health promoting. A study published in fall of 2005 
issue of the Therapeutic Recreation Journal reported better health, improved social and family life, and improved quality of life in the study of participants with disabilities who participated in organized and adaptive recreational activities, such as alpine skiing and horseback riding. Adults with IDD are encouraged to participate in at least 150 minutes a week of age-appropriate, low to moderate intensity exercise. According to the guidelines published in April 2014 in Frontiers in Public Health. According to this report, combining the exercise with group activities and social interaction may enhance participants' motivation and enjoyment. So there's different kinds of activities that we can get involved with. Music therapy. Using music to improve physical and emotional health, known as music therapy, is another helpful tool for adults with IDD. Activities can be as simple as clapping hands or tapping feet to, to music or participating in sing-alongs. Playing percussion instruments is another popular music activity where the rhythm and the vibrations can be felt. Music stimulates the senses and it can help to improve an individual's mental and social and emotional well-being. Although traditional music therapy is focused on working with the individual, Adults with IDD may benefit from music therapy in a community setting, such as a handbell choir or a chorus, to help them foster a sense of community, build friendships, and according to the report in November of 2014, have a voice, and that was from Voices, a world forum for music therapy. Art therapy is another form that adults with IDD often respond well to. Art provides means of expressing feelings and emotions, particularly when the person is unable or unwilling to articulate these things to others. Art also encourages creativity and can be used to entertain adults of all ages. Watercolors, canvases, or fabric painting, educational coloring books for adults, it's the biggest thing right now, all these adults coloring away all the time, and... You know, it's become the, the newest, hippest thing to do. So watercolors, canvases, again, fabric painting, educational coloring books, scrapbooking, making jewelry from beads are just some of the art activities that may be enjoyable and therapeutic for adults with IDD. Nature activities. This is when we get out and we try and get into just the natural kind of things that can allow us to get some exercise. Just getting out there and taking a nature walk. Provide an opportunity to be out in the air while learning more about the environment. Scavenger hunts encourage individuals to find and identify things in nature. Plants, insects, trees, birds, and other wildlife. Summer camps, retreats, or day camps for adults in IDD with IDD offer a range of services from therapeutic horseback riding to vocational courses. Outdoor recreational activities include swimming, boating, fishing, hiking, exploring nature, and participating in some outdoor team sports. So what's the next step? You know, adults with IDD benefit from social interaction. So forming friendships and feeling a part of the community is so important. Next week, we will be talking with Amanda Alvarez actually about our community program and how we get people out and about in the community. We want to enter and connect with existing social networks such as community music and art programs, exercise programs, or other activities that strengthen social relationships and improve well the emotional well-being. 
If you or someone you know would benefit from more community activities and support, contact Total Programs. We can give you some ideas. Contact your doctor. Contact a social worker. If you want to contact Total Programs, it's one 866 tutor Our email address or website is www.totalprograms.org. All of these will allow you some access. You know, sports and recreation for disabled youth are so important. Low self-esteem and a lack of confidence can plague children with disabilities, allowing them to have equal access to sports and can enhance their gross motor and their social communicating abilities, as well as improve their overall well-being. Children with special needs will mature physically, socially, and emotionally when participating in recreational activities. Gross motor activities, movements that can control and use those large muscles are so important. Communicating and socializing. Disabled children frequently miss out on social activities. They don't get invited to parties. They don't get invited to birthday parties. They, they just don't get the ability to, when they even they have the communication skills, use them. Participation in extracurricular activities can overcome this obstacle by providing them an ability to engage with others. Self-esteem and, and academics, children who suffer disabilities often struggle with a lack of self-esteem. The confidence that is gained from the ability to attain success in sports will make them feel like they're capable of achieving. The emotional benefits, there are major issues that disabled youth will have at some point, like any other teenager or kid. Depression, anxiety, stress, providing them with a certain amount of activity can assist their bodies and help them to function optimally. So there are different ways. There's an article by Kay Ireland um, called How to Include Multi, Multi-Disabled Children in Activities. And, and the main thing is making sure the kids understand them and that the kids that they're playing with get them. So an awareness and also adapting some of the the equipment for them so that they can play easily and and interact with the other kids. And school boards may not want to fund such stuff, but that would allow those kids to get out the stress and feel good about themselves. Believe it or not, it's time for a break. We'll be back in a couple of minutes and we'll bring David and Jody into the conversation and discuss some exercise further. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Step by step, you made it through the journey of pregnancy. Now your baby is in your arms and you're on the cusp of a new journey. Breastfeeding. As a new parent, you receive a lot of advice. Much of it conflicting. Some of it outdated. Tune into Born to be Breastfed with host Marie Biancuso. To bust through the myths about feeding your baby, Marie and her guests will help you figure out what you can expect and put you on the best and surest path on your breastfeeding journey. Listen every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Life has its joys and challenges. At Total Programs, we can assist you with the challenges and show you that solutions are possible when good strategies are put into place. At Total Programs, we understand how difficult your day can be, and our goal is to assist your family in having a supportive, safe, and successful environment where love and joy can reign. 
we can design programs and strategies to bring you the success, safety, and support that you desire for your home, school, and community. Call 1-866-54-TUTOR or visit TotalPrograms.org. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Solutions and Strategies with Dr. Sean, Living the Challenge. We'd love to encourage your participation in the program. Call into 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to seansurface at totalprograms.org. Now, back to this week's show. Well, welcome back. Uh, we are again coming to you live from Mendocino, California, up north. It's weather is wonderful outside, beautiful trees and sun coming through. So I want you to picture that in your head. I also want you to remember, and I hope you remembered last week, to think about some of the successes you had while you were dealing with all of your challenges. Remember, that's what the show's about, is celebrating your successes. You know, I started to talk a little bit about how to include multiply disabled children into activities. And the one step is to explain to the kids the child's disability and what it means for his level of physical activity. You know, the the idea that there's got to be some tolerance um, that can be built up when we deal with, it often stems, the intolerance often stems from ignorance around the disability. And the kids, you know, will feel more comfortable if they understand it. And they want to be able to help the kid and get the kid engaged. We also need to arrange for adaptive equipment at times where things are not always uh, what the typical kid may be able to play with the kid with a disability may have more of a challenge and we can modify games you can actually go to cure our children foundation and they have different ways of modifying games but one of the reasons why i became interested in what david and jody liston are doing is that they started a program called brain body 360 now originally their or their main uh um uh office or gym is called Stadium Fitness. Stadium Fitness works with neurotypical individuals and adults and that's run actually out of the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. Brain Body 360 was a program that was developed for children with disabilities by David and Jody and a psychologist that they work with. So first of all, I, I just quickly want to introduce them. So I'm going to start by saying good morning David and Jody. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. David Liston is the founder and CEO of BB360. He earned his bachelor's degree from the University of Massachusetts at Amherst. He is an NSCA certified as strength and conditioning specialist and has been working in the field of health and wellness and exercise nutrition for over 18 years. David has trained and provided nutrition counseling for children, adults, and seniors, as well as amateur and professional athletes, and has a passion for helping people live strong, healthy, and balanced lives. 
He's also the co-owner of Stadium Fitness and Stadium Fitness Yoga. In 2011, David was voted San Gabriel Valley's best fitness trainer by readers of the Pasadena Star News, San Gabriel Valley Tribune, and the Whittier Daily News. Also in 2011, David's fitness program, Stadium Fitness, was voted was voted Pasadena's best fitness and weight loss program by the readers of the Pasadena Weekly in the best uh, Pasadena issue. In 2012, he was named to the ambassador program at the Lulu Mond Athletica Pasadena, where he is recognized for his contributions in the community, both on and off the field. He's also spoken at Pasadena Unified School District, has worked with the school districts, and has worked with local organizations working with individuals with disabilities. Jody is the co-founder uh, and director of operations. Jody grew up in North Andover, Massachusetts, where she, where her participation in sports began at age five. From childhood through high school, she played soccer on one of the state's top programs and also excelled as a sprinter for indoor and outdoor track teams. Jody earned her bachelor's degree in business administration from the University of New Hampshire and moved to Southern California after graduation. Here, she enjoyed success in several areas of sports and fitness in the sports and fitness arena, including an eight-page feature article in Shape Magazine, Building a Gym Body at Home, on-air sports reporting for KTLA Channel 5, and now co-owner of Fitness Coach, uh, excuse me, co-owner and a fitness coach for Stadium Fitness and BB360. She is also co-owner and director of operations for Stadium Fitness Yoga and in 2013 was named the Lululemon Athletica Ambassador Program in, Ambas- in Pasadena. I know that I'm saying that one name incorrectly, but <laughs> you guys are are like the healthiest people I know. And there's one more thing about the two of them. They have two lovely children, Chase and Sienna, who are very good friends with my daughter. And so we have become friends through our children. And I've just been very, very impressed with with what you both have been doing. Maybe six months ago, I'm probably off on my timing. Um, You were featured on Channel 5 and Channel 7 in your ABC and KTLA in your for your 360 program. So tell me, Dave, we'll start with you. How'd you get interested in working with young adults w- with disabilities or kids well, with disabilities? Uh, I, you know, being part of the community for over 20 years, um, I got the uh, opportunity to work with some wonderful people. Um, I came across someone that you know as well, Dr. Diane Danis, who um, works with um, some pediatrician in the Pasadena area working with families and children with special needs. And she introduced Jody and I to Dr. Gwyneth Palafox, who is a clinical psychologist in Pasadena as well. And Dr. Dana thought, uh, you know, taking our exercise expertise and combining it with Dr. Palafox's expertise with special needs, uh, we could create something wonderful together. Uh, so it was almost six years ago, we sat down at a coffee shop in Pasadena, and for four months we started drafting out a plan of how we think we could affect the community uh, through exercise, uh, not just exercise, but you also with psychology behind it. Um, children with special needs can certainly exercise or, you know, we, as we know, have limitations of specific exercise. Um, it's hard to take a child with special needs maybe into a gym to go work out with their mom or dad. So we realized we'd like to use science as well as exercise, put them together. And then in January in 2013, I think it was, or 12, um, we started classes um, in a church, uh, in an open room, uh, and we started the program. Uh, seven months 
computer, we opened up our own facility on Arroyo Parkway in uh, Pasadena, and we've been there over five years, and we've helped over 60 families uh, working with their children with special needs. And again, if you came and watched one of our classes, you may see, oh, that looks just like a regular gym class that you'd see at school. Um, but what's fascinating about it is exactly what goes on behind the scenes. Children's with, children with ASD you know, have crossing midline issues, have you know, strength and core issues, and everything that we do, every exercise that we've created really helps work their whole body. On top of that, what I really liked what you were saying in your first segment is the socialization. How can we or how could we take children with special needs put them in a room together with five or six of them, have them work together and create that camaraderie and that unbelievable passion to work together, building friendships, creating social opportunities for these children, and also for parents to be able to sit and watch and see their child succeed. And then what happens is the beauty of it all, Sean, is that we see it translate into their lives. We have one kiddo that's been with us just about since day one who, you know, his dad never could go out in the backyard and play sports with him. You know, we, we worked with Evan for now five years, and Evan goes out and plays basketball with his dad. So for us, it was just taking our expertise, partnering, Jody and I partnering with Dr. Paula, just utilizing the skills we had to create something wonderful in our community. And it's just been success, and we love doing it. We're very passionate about working uh, with that population. Yeah, it's it's been very popular, and people have been talking about the program. I really, you know, one of the, the losses or one of the things that happens when you have a disability is you have primary losses due to whatever the disability is. You might be on the autism spectrum, and so you have communication issues, but then those communication issues lead into secondary problems, like not being able to make friends. Very few of our kiddos, as I said earlier, get invited to parties, get invited to uh, any kind of outside activity because people are concerned they're going to get hurt or something's going to happen, so they don't invite them in. Jody, where... Tell me also your interest in, in in individuals with disabilities. Where did your ideas come from that you sh- from your past history? Uh, well, I, I've always <clears throat> been in the sports and fitness arena, and I love kids, and I love working with adults. Doesn't matter what age. And um, you know, when this was um, presented and with the idea, I jumped right on because it's just a wonderful opportunity. I mean. Regardless if they're typical or, or not, you know, you mm-hmm. always want to see kids being included. You always want to see them right. being able to enjoy life and, and have social situations. I mean, we've had kids that, you know, parents report that, you know, when they go to birthday parties, you know, one of them, you know, participated in a basketball, um, b- basketball game and, and something happened where the ball hit him and she's like, normally that would have been, you know, a big a big to do and um, they would have had to le- had to have left and and but that particular time after being in the program for so many years and being you know a part of something where they're participating with other kids and having that socialization when that happened he just carried on which was right. just so unusual for them and for them as parents to be able to go and take their kids to a birthday party with typical kids and have that happen and be able to watch and enjoy their kids just you know, enjoying normal activities that every kid should be able to enjoy. That's what we love. That That's, for me, the biggest part of it. I want to see these kids be out there, be accepted, and be able to participate and enjoy with anybody else. I mean, kids are 
or joining soccer teams, you know, just even in AYSO, you know, whereas before right. they weren't, you know, before our program, they might not have been able to do that. So it's just wonderful to see. Yes, and it's so wonderful that you say that it doesn't really matter if the person is neurotypical or has a disability. You take them from where, where they're at and work yep. with them and get them the skills so that they can feel good about themselves. Because when the kids have that joy for a minute of, of running a base or catching mm-hmm. a ball or being able to throw back a ball to somebody or get in the pool with other people because, you know, he's toilet trained now and he can get into the pool with other people and people want to be around him. Our whole goal is setting up everything in order to have people moving towards our kids rather than going, oh, I'm not sure. And the first thing is just having that respect for the individual, you know, and as an individual, not looking at them as a disability. So that was really great to hear, Jody. Tell me, uh, Dave, tell me more about your program called Brain Body 360. What, what is it? So, Son, we, we, uh, it, it is truly the basis of it is group exercise for children with special needs. So uh, we'll get a call, we'll receive a call from a parent, and generally most of them will say, you know, I've got a child with you know, autism spectrum disorder, um, I've got a child with Down syndrome, and, you know, trying to bring them to a place where they can be accepted and exercise. And, you know, for all the purposes that we know why exercise is good for you, um, you know, we're looking for that kind of place. So they'll come in, they'll meet us, and then they'll see the process uh, start. And, Sean, each child, everyone is motivated by something. So a lot of times we'll work with the child, we'll, we'll meet with the parent. The parent will come observe a class, and we'll find out what that child's needs are. Just like anybody going into a group exercise class and anywhere, everyone has needs that are, are specific for that individual. We recognize that through our years of experience working with atypical adults, but we also realize that set with special needs, it, it's even bigger than that. So what we, what we do is then we, we have the child come in, and it's just like Jody says, it's, it's almost magical. It's almost this place where they come in and they just you know, could have all these issues outside, you know, not being accepted in, in PE or PE teachers not truly understanding what to do. It's just a place of acceptance. It's a place where parents feel comfortable. Sean, we're, we're shocked that, and we never saw this coming, that parents actually can come in, pull in the driveway, they open up their door and their kiddo will come in and they'll leave and they'll come back in an hour. There's not many other places that they feel like they can do that. Oh, absolutely. That's like a godsend when the parent has a place where they can safely leave their child and know that not only are they going to be safe, but they're going to gain something from it, that it's going to be a productive experience for them is a wonderful, wonderful opportunity. So what does 360 look like? I'm sorry, say that again, Sean? I just said, what does 360 look like? What do you do? So 360 is, it's a 900 square foot uh, room uh, with a cork flooring, uh, no mirrors, and very safe, no sharp edges. So it's a very safe room. It would be like any, if you walked to any gym or yoga studio and you saw an open room like that, that's what you'd see. You don't see any stationary equipment. Uh, Everything we use would be ladders, weighted balls, uh, sandbags, um, and any uh, type of uh, big physio balls. So if you walked in, you'd see it set up. Uh, generally, I like to start with like an obstacle course. Uh, we have a kid, uh, kiddo who has ASD as well as Down syndrome. And literally, Sean, 
we, we can put a box. We started with this kid. His name is Adam. And we had a box, uh, a little, you know, one of those little uh, step-up boxes, Reebok boxes. And, and he wouldn't even step up two inches on that without us really holding his hand. He couldn't mm-hmm. even hop through a ladder. So we, we always want to try to get the brain really warmed up. So we generally start with... Um, you know, some type of obstacle course where the kids can hop, jump, skip, really work their nervous system, their proprioception, to get them really functioning, their brain moving and working. And this kid, Adam, now literally can jump, jump over a box that's about 18 inches wide and about 8 inches high without holding onto anyone's hands. So the what, what typical class, so if we started with that, um, that's one of the things we always like to start with. We do ball catching, crossing midline, where the kiddos may be wall-sitting, for a minute or two, which most adults can't even do. While I stand across from them and they hit my hand with their right, their right hand will hit my left hand. We like to work a lot, a lot crossing midline. A lot of these kids also come in, and one of the things that I really enjoy working is, you know, it's hard for them to adjust to switching, right? You know, going through change and switching. So we set our sets up to be eight minutes, a pretty intense exercise with a two-minute break. And it seems to work. They like that schedule, that they know they're going to come in and get five sets of eight minutes and maybe sometimes nine with a two-minute break. Mm -hmm. It helps them to focus so that we transition through the class into different, you know, different segments. But we see that translate into their life, that I'll throw a curveball sometimes, that maybe I'll do six six six-minute sets. Because we want them to understand that change occurs in life. One of their biggest challenges outside the classroom is, is changing, you know, from going home to going to exercise. So we really try to emulate it. And the, one of the biggest things, Sean, that we really get from the parents is we treat them like we treat our own children, meaning I don't treat them any different than I wouldn't an adult that comes and works out with me. Parents really like that. They're tired of their children constantly be treated differently. We love them dearly. We protect them. We make sure they're safe. But guess what? If you're misbehaving in there, it, it's not working. And it's just fascinating how after a few sessions, it doesn't matter. You yeah, know, well, they may have some fear and, and anxiety. May, so sorry. They may have some fear and anxiety in the beginning because it's a new place and often people are asking them to do much more than they can do and the expectation is too high. Thus, there's the secondary loss of motivation, and we have to keep that motivating factor going. Now, believe it or not, we have our second break already, and so we will be back in a couple minutes and, and talk more with Dave and Jody. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Life has its joys and challenges. At Total Programs, we can assist you with the challenges and show you that solutions are possible when good strategies are put into place. At Total Programs, we understand how difficult your day can be, and our goal is to assist your family in having a supportive, safe, and successful environment where love and joy can reign. We can design programs and strategies to bring you the success, safety, and support that you desire for your home, school, and community. Call 1-866-54-TUTOR or visit TotalPrograms.org. We all have challenges each and every day. How do you relax and live in a calm state? On Chaos to Calm, we introduce you to the concept of Wrench Way, 
a path to feeling calmer and happier. Listen Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Solutions and Strategies with Dr. Sean, Living the Challenge. We'd love to encourage your participation in the program. Call into 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to seansurface at totalprograms.org. Now, back to this week's show. Well, welcome back. We've really been enjoying this conversation with David and Jody, talking about exercise, talking about how to get our kiddos out and about in exercise programs and recreation activities. What I'm really digging about this whole conversation is that I'm hearing two things. I'm hearing the respect for the individual as a person, and I'm hearing that the need for supports are available if we can get the word out there. So, guys, tell me a little bit more about Brain Body 360 and, and some of the activities that you were talking about, some of the uh, um, uh, skill-building activities. And by the way, earlier, David, you said proprioceptive. And people you know, may or may not know what that means, but it's, it's a highly important issue. Can you quickly give me a, a, a kind of a definition of proprioceptive, and then I'm going to add a couple of ideas to that. Sure, Sean. Simple. I can make it a real easy way. It is generally, the easiest way to look at it is the neurological pathway from your brain to a part of your body to function um, and activity. So let me give you an example. As we get older, our proprioception, our nervous system slows down. Why do older people trip and fall? They, they know they may catch their toe on the edge of something, but their brain isn't telling their lower body quickly enough to, oh my God, you know, get your hands out and not fall and hit yourself in the face. So what we can do as we're younger and athletes, uh, that's what we refer to all of our, our children that work out as a BBC 360 or athletes, we want to increase their level of proprioceptive, which will increase their strength, which will increase their balance, which will increase their coordination. So really, proprioception mm-hmm. is generally taking anybody at any age and working with them with their nervous system, and that's what exercise does, and that's how we you know, create our program to make sure we're, we're working their proprioception, working their nervous system to get them stronger, more created, and, and coordinated and have more balance. That's great. So commonly, the people with autism will say that when they're walking, you often will see people with autism uh, walking on their tippy toes. And the reason for that is that they commonly will say that they feel like they're just walking on soft, marshmallowy ground all the time, that they don't feel that sturdiness underneath them. Now, when you don't feel that sturdiness of the ground underneath you, in a sense, you're not grounded, quote unquote, you then start to feel emotionally distraught. So by having proprioceptive strength, ability, conditioning, you're able to, in a sense, take in the, the senses of the world around you 
and feel more grounded. So it's so important that skills like that are worked on because, again, what we see so often with our kiddos and adults with developmental disabilities is that they want to do something, but when they go forward to do it, they don't have the coordination, they don't have the motor planning, or their proprioceptive ability may be off, so they feel kind of thrown off, and that kind of just stops them from wanting to engage. Now, there are some very specific activities that you were that you had developed through brain body 360 and i remember about six months ago those things were even uh, on the market for sale so tell me tell me a bit about them about the sure, John, uh, it was about a year ago we started a kickstarter program uh but even prior to that we we were always trying to figure out and you mentioned this in your first segment that there are barriers to exercise there are barriers right children Families have multiple children, have a certain amount of money they can spend on therapies. And a lot of times, exercise is the cherry on top. So we decided to create, Jody, Gwen, and I, something called the Ball Skills Bag. It really is a curriculum, a curriculum that takes kids to learn how to catch, toss, throw a ball. It's that simple, with movement. We broke it down. Uh, it's about a 60-page document that takes kids through and works from the start of well, what is the first movement you take to actually toss a ball into all the way to doing a tossing a ball and almost like playing four square? So we created this and uh, we, we funded successfully, I think it was last April. And since then, for the last year, we've been selling the ball, BB360 ball skills bag on our website. And uh, you can find us. Our website is bb360training.com. And um, ultimately... It, the bag comes with um, some equipment in there. so it, David, I'm going to ask bag. you, David, I'm um, sorry, I'm going to ask you to repeat the website again because we got a little ambulance in the midst of it. So. Sure, sure. Our website is bb360training.com or you can reach us if you're interested at bb360training at gmail.com. And with, with the ball skills bag is you receive the ball skills bag in it is a ball and it is some other equipment and the curriculum. You open it up. If you follow it sequentially and you do it repetitively, training the proprioception, training your body, what we're finding is, is that kids are able to catch a ball, throw a ball with movement, bounce a ball. All these things that can translate into, uh, you know, into participating with other children in school, whether it's four square on the playground. We just want them to increase these skills so they have better social opportunities as well as better, better physical feeling about themselves. So it's been very successful. And it was created because of the barriers. We're in Pasadena. You know, we can help a lot of families in this community, but we're limited. Not everyone can get to us. And, and it's just so we just decided how could we do this. And we've had people interested all over the world in the program. We always want to be able to give away our magic bag of tricks. And so when we have some technology, some skills that we want to teach somebody, we want to set them up in a way that it can be delivered to somebody. For instance, you know, there's so many school districts that have paraeducators, classroom aides that are assigned to kids, and they really do not know what to do with them. They maybe the year before were working with a completely different population of students, and or maybe they've never had any experience with that particular disability or that kid. And they don't know them, but they're responsible to put all these activities into place. What a great opportunity it is when you're handed uh, literally a bag of tools to 
be able to play with the kiddo. So often what we see is at recess times, the kids are just kind of trailing the, the yard, trailing the, the, the fence, as we say. They're not engaged with other kids. And their aide, who may be out on the yard, is not engaged with them either because they want them to try and play with the other kids. But you can't just play with the other kids. You need to have some skill base available to you. So through your... The, and I'm sorry, tell me again what the, the ball bag is called? It's called the ball skills bag, the BB360 uh-huh. ball skills bag. Yeah, and that ball skills bag allows not only for that interaction with other people and the development of skills, but that kid can walk out onto the yard and go, this is my stuff. You know, this is the stuff I get to play with, and I'll play with you or somebody else, but he gets to hold the ball. He gets to hold the bag when he walks outside, which for a lot of kids, you know, everybody's just running out to the yard, and they don't engage together. So I love the fact that this allows the kid to have something that he's going to feel good about, but also it gives the adults around them some specific ideas of what what to do. How... uh, you talked about your, uh, uh, excuse me, your website, but Jody, what are some other ideas about getting this out, out and about to the world? How do we let people know about these programs? Whether it's three sixty, uh, well, that's why that's why we ran. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I said whether it's that, and, and now body the, the development of the um, ball skills bag, which actually we were holding specific classes on Saturdays that were specific to ball skills, and they started with just the, the, the simple motions of tossing a ball, catching a ball, kicking a ball. And then from further from that, another class formed after the ball skills specific class that was specifically related to different sports, whether it was kickball, whether it was soccer, whether it was basketball. The kids start in the ball skills bag, uh, the ball skills class, gain the skills, which the biggest thing that comes from it is the confidence, the confidence that, hey, I can do this and also be in a class with other kids doing it and then kind of graduating into the, um, the specific classes that are geared to specific sports. And from there, that's where the ball skills bag was born because we were having so much success with it and seeing so much progress in the kids that we wanted to bring, you know, what we're doing here in our studio location to people around the world. We had people emailing us from Australia, England, wherever it might have been, Egypt, as a matter of fact, asking, well, how can we do this where we are? So that was the specific why we created the Ball Skills Bag and why we ran the Kickstarter to be able to try and get the word out worldwide. That is great. One of the things that I have done for, well, I did for many years is I worked for L.A. County Office of Education. And L.A. County Office of Education oversees all of the school districts that are in L.A. County. One of the the departments is the Adaptive Physical Education Department. For years, it was run by a very good friend of mine, Sue Wheeler Ayers. It's currently run by a woman by the name of Tanya Moore. And Tanya Moore is a... She was an APE, Adaptive Physical Education Specialist, for many years. She's now the head of that program. I would, I really believe that LACO should be contacted in regards to your program, and that is one way to get the, the program out to, well, 4,400 square miles of school districts. I believe that it would be well accepted, and... Most things are well accepted if they're known. 
But if it's not a known factor, if somebody in a sense doesn't know how to get in touch with you guys or how that this this ball uh, um, uh, skills bag even exists, they're they're not going to call you if they don't know about you. Now, one of the things that I try to do as a resource is get it out to as many people as possible. So while you were actually talking, I sent David a link to Tanya's email so that uh, she could be contacted. And maybe, Jody, that's something you might want to do. Or I, I just really believe that you guys have something really, really good. And I believe that it might even be extended into other areas you're doing ball skills but you know you have a yoga program also you have strength muscle building conditioning programs i think that those programs can also uh um be well accepted into the disability world and uh and highly needed and if somebody has with them and it says a packet that says, this is what you do to begin, this is what you do in the middle, this is how you end the session, you know, very specific directions. It's so helpful to people. How, how, Dave, how can we create some programs just at home? What are some of the things, you know, if we've got some couch potatoes going, what are some of the things people can do to get up off the couch? <laughs> That's an age-old question for everybody. It literally, yeah. it is, get up off the couch. I, whatever... Uh, a child or an adult likes to do. Uh, you can't have anybody do anything they don't want to do. Uh, that's why there's multiple opportunities for anybody, a special needs child or an adult, uh, to exercise. It's finding what motivates them, and if it's getting up and walking and being part of nature. Uh, if you're asking me specifically, uh, weight training is huge. Tossing a ball is huge. Anything that's going to motivate them. Um, we do see that the, the time constraints, and stresses of parents trying to get children with special needs out and motivated. And that's what we find, obviously, delivering the class. But it is really trying to find out what your kiddo is most motivated by. But going for a hike, going for a walk, uh, throwing a ball around, um, you know, really you have to know your child. And, um, you know, that's why we created the ball skills bag so that that there is an easy way to get them to be better at athletics. But it's really what motivates your child. Yeah, it's so important that people get up and move around and it's, you know, one of the things that happens with our kiddos and our young adults, especially if they do have behavioral issues, is when they're quiet and kind of just sitting and not having a problem, uh, they're kind of left alone rather than that is the perfect time to be engaging with people, to be talking with with your son or daughter, showing them in, how to do different things because but the parents kind of burnt out a lot of the time or the care provider or the teacher. So when the kid's quiet, they just kind of leave him be. But those are the perfect times to start engaging. And maybe the kid doesn't want to do a lot of exercise or outside play. So you just do a one ball toss. Hey, great job, buddy. I love the way you ta- caught that ball. I love the way you rolled that ball to me. You know, it's so quick that the show comes to an end. Um, I so appreciate having both of you on. It's very few people out there, guys, that are willing, for one, or have the desire, for two, to work with the population in an area where they, they may struggle and they may not uh, uh, engage so easily. So I want to thank you both very, very much for taking this on. And if I can ever be any assistance to anything that you're doing, please contact me. 
Um, and for those of you out there, um, I want you all to, in your mind, thank David and Jody for doing what they're doing. We only have a couple seconds left, so guys, thank you very, very much for coming on the show today. Thank you, Sean. You're Our very pleasure. welcome. And if anybody has any questions, feel free to email us at bb360training uh, at gmail.com. And our website is bb360training.com. And you can also reach us at um, 626-232-6900 or 626-799-5800. And we'd be happy to answer any questions um, or chat with you about the program. Great. Thank you so much. And remember that on Strategies and Solutions, taking on the challenge of Dr. Sean, we're about your success and know that each day can be a new future you dream of having in your life. See you next time. Blessings. Thanks so much for listening to Solutions and Strategies with Dr. Sean. Living the challenge. Be sure to join us again next Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a great week.